What's happening, everybody? This is Adi from Gate 7 International, joined by my good friend Martial Debo, and we are here for another Sunday of all things Alibiacos. But before we get started, Martial, how are you doing today, my friend? Well, I'm fine. I'm waiting for the first falling leaves to, to arrive. So I have a little bit of peace now without Olympiacos games. But uh, at the same point, I'm very impatient to the to see the first friendly as you... as are we all as are we all my friend <laughs> yeah. well it's a it's a very hot day over here on the eastern side the northeast of the united states very hot uh last i checked i think it was about 30 33 celsius i want to say um, but it, it's a hot one there's uh we've got a few things to cover a lot of interesting things that happened during the week but before we get into discussion on that, guys, if you haven't done so already, don't forget to like and subscribe. Hit the button at the bottom if you like what you see here. Help us continue to grow the red and white community. Also, uh, I see our good friend here, Gus Drax, has already done it. But check in. Check in. Uh, say where you're coming from in the chat. If you're a new sub, we will. A new sub or a new commenter, you know, we'd love to, we'd love to say hi. See where everybody is calling in from. Um, uh, a couple of quick messages from our sponsors, of course. Uh, if you are shipping anything in and out of Greece, whether it's from the UK, the United States, into the United States, wherever it's got to go, you can call our friends at Piraeus International, www.piraeusintl.com. And lastly, of course, as always, and as will be the case again next season, if you use your promo code GATE7INTL in all caps with betus.com.pa, you will get mm. your first deposit matched by 125%. So you can turn $100 into $225 after your first deposit on account setup. So if you like sports betting, check it out. It's a nice promo. And then, of course, during the season, we will include some of our own betting cards. We will... Uh, provide some odds and uh, I, I'm going to try and do a lot more this upcoming season with BetUS. I know there were people that had uh, asked and shared with me some some betting things. I kind of fell off towards the end of the season with it. I just didn't have time. But this is something I'm going to work on more is developing more personalized betting uh, for everybody that likes it. Uh, a couple of other things as well. The blog is back. A lot of people like to read the articles and the blogs that our blog team does. It has kickstarted with the summer. Costa had a very, very nice article about uh, Coach Martinez and his time at Espanol and why his time there wasn't so, uh, we should say, uh, impressive. There were a lot of things that went on behind the scenes, and there's a lot of context that needs to be considered. So a lot of people that were upset about the hiring of Martinez because of what he did at Espanol. I encourage you to read that. It's a very, very in-depth, very specific uh, blog that Costa did. It's very well written. And like I said, those are coming back. So if you enjoy reading the blogs, check out our website. All of the blogs are there. Uh, I've written some. Marcial's written some great pieces. Uh, they are in French as well. And you can just Google Translate. It's fantastic. Uh, we are multicultural here at Gate 7 International. Uh, the giveaway, you guys may have seen that we did a giveaway on Instagram. Uh, we're going to be running giveaways pretty much at every thousand new subs we get on YouTube. We're going to be running these giveaways. So for 3000, we did a giveaway when we hit 4000, we'll do another giveaway. Hopefully there'll be new kits, but 
congratulations to Dinos underscore Aspreas. He was the winner of the giveaway of the jersey uh, for this past giveaway. So keep up to date with that. Again, every time we get a thousand new subs on YouTube, we will be doing one of these giveaways. One other thing, too, before we get into some discussion about Relative Libyakos news, uh, we've discussed in a couple of shows in the past that during the summer we were going to be introducing some, some Patreon content. A lot of you guys have asked us about this because there are a lot of you that want to contribute uh, in ways that don't involve YouTube, that don't involve getting, you know, YouTube takes a large percentage of your donations away. We understand that. So we are exploring Patreon content, extra content for people that want to support us. Things that we don't want to take away from the experience of the show, obviously, but it's a way that you guys can support us and we feel like we can give something back to you for those that want to do so. So if you have any opinions on what you think you would like for Patreon content, please let us know. You can DM me, you can DM us on the account, uh, wherever. Just share with us your opinions on this because we want to make this as inclusive as possible, and but we want to make it something that's going to be worthwhile to, to both parties. So uh, And everything, of course, is going to go towards developing the show and helping us do even bigger and better things with it. Uh, better equipment, better content, all of those kind of things. Things that right now we've been paying pretty much out of pocket for, for the most part, but there's more things that we need to be able to get to deliver you guys the best content. So share with us your opinions before we get started on anything because we really want to know what you guys want. Quick basketball news, Marcial, before we get into the football news. Huge for Libyakos basketball, and we dropped it on our socials yesterday. It upset a lot of people, obviously, because he's a beloved player. But the EuroLeague reigning MVP, Sasha Visenkov, there are reports that came out of Sacramento, their local news outlets, that were talking about a $15.5 million US US, US dollar offer over two years for Sasha Visenkov. A lot of people were upset. A lot of people didn't think that was a lot of money because of the high taxes involved. Um, guys the the it's a lot of money and don't forget it's not like there's a 50% tax that everyone loses you get write offs in the united states i the the concept might be foreign to but these players can get their taxes reduced based on the travel they have and their expenditures they have for the team so it's not like a flat 50% that they lose um Obviously, their tax is higher because they're making millions of dollars. So he probably will make in the region net of three and a half to four million a year. But that's the deal that's be, reportedly being offered um, on the table for him for Sacramento. And we'll see if he takes it. This would be an unfortunate loss because he's such a great player, so, so beloved by the fans. Uh, we would all love to see him stay. And obviously, stateside, the more we hear about this, the more we read about it, the more we will keep you guys up to date on this news. Now, Martial, we've all uh, – oh, people are already saying they're going to give their their kidneys <laughs> to keep Sasha here. Um, but uh, Mikali, Mikali R9 here is kind of bearing the lead for us. Uh, hello, guys. Before you start talking about signings, rumors, can you first name all the players that are leaving or have left already, including the loans? Well, Mikali, we are going to be getting started with the first set of roster cuts that were announced this week. For those of you that may or may not have heard, uh, earlier in the week there was an article uh, from Todeca explaining that there were 
there's a couple of players. We're all returning loanees um, that are not part of the plans. Lazar Radeevich, Abdullah Dabo, uh, uh, AK-47, Pierre Kunde, Denis Aliagic, uh, uh, Serbian striker, very young, Mamadou Kane, and Gary Rodriguez. These are all the players that will not be a part of our plans. Returning loanees, well, except for Gary Rodriguez, they will not be part of the plans this season. We had asked on social media if this was a surprise to anybody, and really it was – there was only one surprise, Martial, and I think you shared the surprise same as me and most other people, which was Dabo. What, what, do, you, yeah. what do you make of these cuts and, and the Dabo situation? I, I wouldn't say it's a surprise because – it have been the, the the thing we've we've seen with the club recently that some someone aloney that comes back and ha- and that has some potential uh, won't make it because uh, I don't know because the club decided it wasn't uh, possible for him to to play for Olympiacos and I'm more disappointed than surprised but at the same time the roster is huge and. Uh, I do believe that we will have to have a summer in which the huge majority of loanees will have to go permanently. Like we can't have uh, two summers with like 15 loanees coming back because it kind of uh, fucked the the whole plan. Like imagine you're Diego Martinez. How do you uh, rate 15 loanees? Like 17? I think it's 70s. 17. And how can we expect from Diego Martinez to know what Vangelovic can offer to the team, what Kunde can offer to the team? How was Dabo in Levadiakos? How was Ali Gajic and stuff? Like, it's impossible. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm disappointed because I, I do believe Dabo is a very talented midfielder. He has a lot to offer to the club. But uh, both for him and for the club, the better solution is to leave permanently because uh, uh, I don't know what to say that, but maybe uh, we, I, at first when I really f- followed Olympiacos uh, during the summer, like years ago, mm-hmm. I'm sure there was a chance for players to make it in the summer. You know, like when Madi came, for example, under Pedro Martins, he kind of stole the show during the first friendlies and he established himself as a starter. But I think it now in 2023 with the squad we have, it's impossible for Aloni uh, to win his spot on the on the roster. Even if, for example, Camara scores a brace and brace game after game, there is no room for him in the team. And same apply for Kunde. Same applies for uh, Rangelovic, Kane, and. It's not a surprise for me, and I wouldn't be surprised if there is more player coming back from alone that would leave the club, like Lovera, Pepe. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I can't remember them all because the number is very huge. Yeah, and it. I'm going to agree with you, kind of from the get-go. Dabo, for me, was really the only surprise, but at the same time, there was a lot we heard. It was. It's not a. It's not news about. What happened at Levadiakos? It was in the papers about some some attitude problems that he had yeah. um, there, which is what saw him get benched. It is a shame, though. But 
at the same time, I do remember, and I had made a post about this on social media, that I didn't see how, moving forward, Olympiacos would make space for the likes of both Dabo and Fadiga. Yeah, They are different players in a respect, but the for me, the core component of their ability and the core component of their gameplay, which makes it a choice between the two, is that both of them are ball carriers. And when and the way both of them have been played, they both were played kind of in the center midfield. Uh, center midfielder going forward, they both had a lot of entries into the final third when they did play. They both showed very, very, very promising skill when they were on the ball. And both of them, especially for at a such young age, and with two teams that really didn't do well getting the ball forward and were usually on the back foot, these guys did very well getting into not just the final third, but getting balls into the penalty area and progressing into the penalty area, into the danger area, we should say. So with that being said, I didn't know how we would make room for both, and I didn't know what the decision would be. I really thought it would take longer to make the decision, but there it is. It looks like Fadiga is going to be of the two type of the two in this mold that we're going to be going forward with. And Dabo is going to be finding a new, finding a new home. The other ones, Lazar, I know everybody kept telling us it was a sale. We told you he was coming back. He's back and he's leaving again. AK 47. We're thin on strikers, thin on center forwards. We know that that's a priority and we're going to get into that, but losing him makes this a little bit more the sign, the need for a signing much more dire and i don't the the situation is going to get interesting especially considering the three priorities that we heard about earlier this week another it was a an article from uh kotsis um nikos kotsis i should say for todeka as well and they discussed our three priorities that we're looking at in the market defensive midfielder center back left-footed center back mind you and center forward so with these cuts in mind we lost AK-47, who is can, who can play as a striker, and we don't have a lot. We've got Hassan coming back on loan. We have El Arabi, who is definitely not the El Arabi we remember from a couple of years ago, um, and also a player that we know from previous, we should say, previous um, press releases. No, I don't want to say press releases. Articles and statements in the from the press that – going forward, maybe something would be done about his contract. And then we also have some of these other moves uh, at wing where we're thin. And these are the priorities. So what do you, what do you make of this Martial? I mean, we know we need ones. We know center forward is a priority, but with AK 47 gone, we just have Hassan who I don't know if he's really going to be sticking around and one signing. Hassan is injured uh, until that's right. That's right. I forgot he had the ACL. That's right. Um, but uh, on camera, the issue is that uh, I kind of agree uh, with the comment of Alex from Alex because when camera came at Olympiacos, like uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't remember him like being not happy, but he didn't, he didn't try to make it. Uh, look an opportunity for him because in the first game he played like I remember when he came in against not I think he was coming back from an injury uh, like he was very unprepared and right. it's frustrating because I'm not I'm, I don't believe he's a bad player like okay he's not probably at the level required to play for Olympiacos but I remember seeing games from him with Haris in which he was kind of interesting like 
kind of speed, powerful. He had some qualities, and but it, it came to Olympiacos, and it it seems very strange because he he did not prepare for it. Like he did, he wasn't even fit for the season. And when he came, when he went back to Aris, he didn't make anything because he wasn't ready physically, and it's frustrating. And maybe the club had a shot this summer to prepare him good, like just for July, August, and maybe uh, offload him at the end of August because you already you always need a striker on, on the bench and you, you don't know what can happen during qualifiers. Like we, we spoke about Rangelovic before, but mm-hmm. do we remember Rangelovic, he showed us that during the qualifiers, the most ready player in terms of uh, fitness can't make, can make a huge difference. So, I, I think it's a bit risky because Alga Simba is playing uh, the African Cup and the 23 African Cup. Uh, but yeah, otherwise for the priority, like the defensive midfielder, it and the center back maybe is connected with Envilla and Socrates leaving. Even if Socrates is not left footed, but the defensive midfielder, obviously, it's to replace Envilla. And we do have Valoni that comes back, which is Madi Camara. Uh, I'm not sure he's still in the plan in terms of uh, mental, you know, in, in his head. Does he want to play for Olympiacos? But I don't know. Well, and the center that's... forward, yeah, it's a huge, huge priority because there is no qualification possible without center forward for me. Exactly. Well, with, with the Madi issue... Well, why don't we do this? Let, we should talk about the implications. You already brought up um, the fact that we're prioritizing assigning at defensive midfielder, assigning at center back, left left footed center back as well. At that, uh, it, it does seem to, to it does seem to kind of tell us, help us reach the conclusion that perhaps we're not renewing Jan and Villa and Socrates. It also doesn't make it any better or I, I don't want to say better it doesn't make it seem like they're staying when all we've been hearing in media is that they're probably going yeah you know we've heard we've heard in in some of the statements in the media that they they have said oh look yana Villa's getting great offers from the middle east he's got to go it, it, it just kind of seems like they're they're making that the foregone conclusion that he's gone and that makes me think that it's not happening, you know, because what, what are we going to offer Jan Vila in terms of wage? He's not going to make the two and a half million uh, roughly that what he was be, reportedly to be making, not even close. So Karate, I think the writing's been on the wall for that. That doesn't surprise me. He's, uh, you know, the career is all but over for him at this point. How much more does he have to, to really give now the, imp- and, but the implications continue. So, it's the way that it's been reported. It sounds like we're only making one signing. We're, we're prioritizing a big signing in each. Now, I don't know if that means we're going to be also signing more like uh, depth options. But if if we're prioritizing three signings, one center forward, one defensive midfielder, and one center back, doesn't that kind of tell you that we need at least these three things, but we're comfortable with the other options that we have because that's how it feels to me. And where I begin to worry a little bit is, okay, we replaced Socrates, no problem. 
are we going to be holding on to Cisse and Ba? We're replacing Yan and Vila. Okay, with another uh, DM. We have Mbam Huang. Kunde's gone. Are we going to run another season with Bukhalakis? What's going to happen with Sorlis? Are we comfortable with him? Is Agi Bukamara going to have a role deep in the midfield? Because we know he's not going to play as a 10. What, we have so are these questions players. going through your mind? Because this, this is what's been going through my mind since I read about it. Yeah, yeah. No, my main question I have is when you compare Olympiacos to another club in Europe, uh, just think about another club in which a player went on loan and comes back and like there is no room at all for him to have a chance to prove he can make it because it's probably Olympiacos, one of the few clubs in Europe when the loanee left, he needs like impossible condition to have a to have a shot to establish himself in the lineup, right. even players we paid big money for them like Pepe for example, I'm not saying he is a solution to replace Mvila, but we have we've seen like Kasami playing this season, uh, we've seen Buchalakis uh, arriving at a point he had to leave for Turkey in January, so we have from time to time we have a lot of gaps in the team that can be filled with loanies that come back and because for some of them they will leave from uh, and the question I have is those uh, those players do they really want to come back to Olympiacos I don't have the answer but when you're Pepe for example I've seen he's been leaked with Oviedo he was in Cartagena last last season like those are clubs that are really inferior to Olympiacos for me like mm -hmm. it's Spanish second division uh, when you're Madi Camara, uh, you went to, to Roma, you did not play at all at the end of the season. So when you consider Olympiacos, it's probably the, a good opportunity for them to play at a good level. And it seems that both from the club and for the player, it's impossible for them to stay. And I don't really understand why. Because yeah. when you take a, uh, another club in Europe, a loanee that comes back, at some point, he will have a he will have a, a shot to prove he can make it, but not in Olympiacos. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a, a fair statement and a fair thought, something to really consider, Martial. Uh, quick, we got a couple of comments that came in that I wanted to uh, touch on real quick. Um, first, we have one from uh, Nolan Lidner Fox here, and this is an interesting one that we haven't really mentioned yet. He says Agassim Ba needs to be third striker. We know that he. Was called up, obviously. He's at the, is it U21 AFCON or U23? Uh, U23. U23. So he's there. He actually, I know he just scored, uh, he just scored a, go a goal. We posted it on socials. Uh, he's one that I think, I think he's going to be part of the plans. I think he's going to be part of the yeah. roster. Maybe he won't be in the starting 11 very often. Maybe he won't be in the, the mission, as it were. Uh, very often, but I think he's definitely going to be at least a, an ancillary part of the team going forward. He's a very talented player. He did incredible stuff with the B team this year, well beyond that level. I think he deserves to be a starter. I know you agree with that. Um, look at my eyes, DC, kind of following up with that. I don't know about y'all, but I want a young striker this time. I, I agree with you, man. I think Agassim Ba has, has what it takes. Um, uh, quick side note here, Nolan Lindner Fox. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on Servet Gank draw? 
Well, Lambro spent a lot of time in Switzerland, went to some Servette games, and the expert scouting analysis we have from Lambro is that they are trash. They will probably lose that, and that's who we will play against. So that's uh, that is the analysis from Lambro, who went and saw them play and said that their level of football is really not good. Uh, Marcel, we have a couple comments here about Pepe. Uh, not just one from Nolan Linder Fox, who said we never gave him a chance, but Adi's P here. Even if Pepe has some qualities, he's not physical or quick enough for the midfield we need to build. I think. I think that uh, I, I'm more in agreement here with Vios in that respect. Uh, he says here, apart from incoming transfers, we have to get rid of the Deadwood, Hassan, Pepe, Carvalho should be sold. I, I, I'm i in agreement with this. I don't. Pepe doesn't want to be here. And he said in his interviews yeah. in Portuguese press that he'd rather stay in Spain. He thinks it suits his game. He didn't do well in Turkey. I, I would much rather get rid of him. It was a mistake. I I don't um, I don't I don't want somebody here whose head's not in it. He doesn't want to be here. Fine, goodbye. Yeah, and we we need to sell him. Like yeah, uh, reducing the amount of loans uh, also means that players like Pepe Carvalho uh, have have to 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 go permanently. Uh, Concerning Hassan, well, I think we, we saw this season that a second striker that is able to have good numbers is not really easy to find. And right. we all remember, remember what Hassan did when he had the chance to prove it could be a starter for Olympiacos. Like it was disappointing. Uh, it was disappointing in most of this game, but the amount of crucial goals he scored is uh, for me unmatchable for a second striker. And when you're a second striker for Olympiacos and you play Europe, like you you will play probably 20, 25, 30 games. And I'm pretty sure it's better for him to have those 30 games than playing in, in Turkey because it's not wanted by big Turkish clubs. So I wouldn't mind to keep him in the squad, but unfortunately he's injured. So we'll have to let him go maybe. Yeah, I, I don't think that's... Uh avoidable at this point um from our good friend fetano here fetano i haven't seen you in a while my friend saying how come dabo isn't in the plans well we touched on this a little bit earlier um uh because and vio also commenting on it that it's a strange case first time he trusts a technical director so much we don't think i don't believe that it's related to his talent potential I think it more was a disciplinary thing. Is that, do you agree with that assessment, Martial? Yes. Um, I would like to add to that Dabo, uh, he barely played in Nantes while being the most talented player probably made in Nantes in the last years because he had an agent issue because Nantes is a really poorly run club because you have to be represented by one specific agent to have the chance to play when you're young. And then he went to Juventus and he played for the under-23 team. And I think what I want to say is that he, he never had the opportunity to play first-team football and, and, until he went to Levadiakos. But at the same time, he was never given that chance. So maybe it's related to attitude, to the fact he's uh, 
most of time is late for trainings and stuff like it's small stuff but at the end of it when it's not corrected it makes a difference right. and because it's not an issue of talent we, we've seen it in Levadiakos with a very average team I've watched the team like many times many many times and it was the worst uh, Greek team this season because it was very poorly run and I would be I'm mixed because maybe he can go on loan like in France, second division or abroad and come back next summer like with more maturity, with having learned some lessons. But at the same time, I know Olympiakos and I know that at his position, the time he will be leaving, like the club would have probably signed two or three midfielders. So. If he did not make it at first, probably for me, there is no chance he will play for Olympiakos. I Absolutely. might be wrong, but uh, from what I see in the club, uh, I don't believe that the loanees like that will make it at the end of it. He's more likely yeah. to have a Yanis Masuras kind of journey with Olympiakos rather than the Tsimikas journey. Right. Um, got a a book here from our friend Sci Life Alaka Normal. Uh, Olympiakos is the best team in Greece to grow a player's career while also having a great chance to enter in a European tournament playing against teams he would never imagine. Despite that, Gate 7 makes a far more energetic atmosphere boosting a player's performance instead of just sitting in a team with no fans, <clears throat> history, or achievements. I think Pepe's fault was that he underestimated the Greek league because of the 2004 final. Um, I, I, I definitely agree with the atmosphere. I definitely agree that Pepe underestimated probably the quality of Greece, or at least underestimated what he needed to bring to, to Libyakos. Yeah. And maybe before the last couple of years, I would agree with the first part that, you know, because we were in Europe all the time, it was a great chance. We, we've talked about this before. Olympiakos, for some young, promising players, we offer a great stepping stone to some players maybe that otherwise wouldn't come here. Um, so I think, I think, uh, I think it's a couple of things. Right now, obviously, we don't have that. We don't have that Champions League draw anymore, which makes it more difficult to sign very either promising, aspiring talent like Daniel Podense or uh, other players. So it, it's it, that that one's a tough one, but otherwise, I mean, in a normal scenario, when we're competing how we should be, I would agree with that that comment. Now, Martial, we have a lot of comments, so maybe we should probably just segue into this. And guys, there is a poll going on. Check the poll out. Vote for the position you believe is the most pressing to make the signing. We know what the priorities are, but what do you think the the biggest priority should be for Libyakos? In the priorities that were mentioned in that Dodeca article, there were two positions that, to me, are very important. And to a lot of the commenters that are, are making some comments here are on their minds as well. What about winger and fullback? In the roster cuts, we lost Gary Rodriguez, who, albeit may not have been a, a great option overall, was a, an out-and-out winger. Lazar Radevich, as you already brought up, an out-and-out winger, gone. 
AK-47, we used him on the wing, I remember, in preseason when we first signed him. Again, gone. Um, we're not getting Sedhik on us back, it looks like. Brentford activated the option. I doubt they're going to sell him to us. Gone. We've seen quite a few winger, quite a few wing um, rumors in the transfer mill, in, in the papers. But yet, it's not a priority. Does that kind of strike you as odd? And then same thing with fullback. Here we go. We lost uh, the rumor that Oleg may might move on. Doran Leidner, one of our up-and-coming starlets, is pretty much out for half the season with his ACL injury. We have Gitsos coming back. We have Ramon. May still need a more veteran presence there like Oleg to stay, despite what everybody maybe wants. At right back, we only have Rodine yeah. with maybe Adruzos or Vrusai, God forbid, if they back him up. We have nobody else. Did it surprise you that in that list of priority signings, there was no winger, there was winger and fullback weren't mentioned? Yes and no, because the winger and fullbacks uh, were probably the two positions in which we needed signings for like two or three years. Like I can't remember the number of articles I've been reading. Like Olympiacos will get wingers, Olympiacos needs the fullbacks, uh, need the left back, need the right back, and stuff. So I think we do. We do need. Right back at first because uh, we only have Rodine and I don't want to see Andrutus and Brusai playing at that position. Even even if I do believe that for Andrutus, it's it's kind of locked for him like to play yeah. as a right back. Uh, for the fullback, uh, for the the left back, sorry, uh, I do see Oleg playing at least for the whole summer uh, because. We don't have any other solution. I don't think Ramon is ready to play. Maybe Kitsos is more ready than Ramon. And on the wingers, uh, winger situation, maybe it's time for Bitiki Butucci, sorry, if I pronounce it correctly, uh, to have a, a shot to prove he can make it because he, he disappeared like in two weeks. Yeah. He came, we had high hopes, and he didn't never get the chance to play. Uh, but yeah, we do have also Vrusai as a winger. And maybe Zinkanagel will play some games during the summer. I'm not sure of it because he's not back yet. But yeah. summer qualifiers is a very strange time because you have players that will play, like uh, Tiquinho last summer, he played until the end and left like the next, the very next day. So it's very strange. The pl the, the clubs hold on the players because they need it. They need them. And so yeah, it 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 kind of depends the uh, facility we have to bring players that Martinez and Cordon wants for Olympiacos, because the first names we've seen looks like really hot cases for Olympiacos. So. I don't. Yeah. I don't really. I don't know. We have. We need so many players at the same time. We need. We need new players, and at the same times, to get rid of so many players, it's insane. 
Yeah, it's kind of a same, a similar issue that we had last summer that we talked about it, but that was also because we had so many coaches. Everybody kind of brought in, you know, between Martins and Corberon, their own players. And then when they both left, we still had to bring in more players to fix things. And Michelle had to send a whole bunch on, on Exodus. So uh, it's kind of a little bit of a, the same issue. The only thing I could think about when I saw that was there's only look, we're, we're putting out the fires that are in front of us first, right? So winger and fullback, maybe in the club's eyes, our needs aren't as drastic as they are at center back at defensive midfield and at center forward center forward. I think we can all agree. Once we lost Bakambu, that's we need something. Doesn't matter who our second or third option is because we probably have, we definitely have players that could make that up. But we need a, a number one. We need a number one striker, a Bakambu replacement. That's first and foremost. So that I don't think anybody disagrees with. The defensive midfield thing is okay. We're probably losing Jan and Vila, but we have options. We yeah. know that we know that a day in day out midfielder for us is Huang and Baum. Regardless of the scheme we play, he's going to be the first name on the team sheet. It's uh, w- doesn't matter what scheme Diego Martinez runs. The problem is who's he going to put next to him, and I don't think you know. You, you you think of the names that can fill that role. Bukalakis, eh. okay, probably not. If Solis gets called up into a major role, what kind of role can he play? Well, definitely not a distributive role like Yanem Vilas. Okay. Um, he would be more of just a, a guy that's it's going to cover space, get the ball, distribute to whoever's probably next to him. Agibu, box to box, ha- definitely has uh, capabilities with interceptions, especially if it's in the final third, is definitely a threat on set pieces. But again, not really a big capable distribution uh, expert we'll say which is probably why we're being linked so much to to um who's the who's the defensive midfielder out of spain we've been linked to marcial why is the name escaping me um oh my god i can't believe i'm forgetting about it right now the doctor that thank you yes thank you so Maybe that that's probably why that's a priority because we don't have anybody right now that can do what Jan and Vila can do aside from a guy like Bukalakis, but that Bukalakis has a lot of negatives that come with him that people don't like. So that explains why, why that's a scenario in where, where we need a sign center back. Socrates is gone and we've been hearing that probably Ba and Cissé are going to be out too. Yeah. They're still here. We haven't sold them yet. That's that's the only thing I can think of as to why that this would be such an important signing to make is if we literally lose them in addition to Socrates. Then we, then in that if that's the case, we don't just need one center back. We need two, at least. And that's including if you're going to promote somebody like Bagalianis or Kaloyeropoulos who hasn't resigned or renewed his contract yet. You know what? Something that is probably, I think, something is not really said enough. It's that the B team season ended super late. Yeah. And how can we expect players like Solis, Bagalianis, 
uh, Costi because he was mentioned uh, on the comments. And I do believe he's a really interesting midfielder. Those players, they have no chance to make it uh, with Olympiacos because they would need to be uh, at the first, at the very first day in, in ready to be with the first team. But they need a break too. So it's very, very... Like, do you imagine a B team in another club in which the season ends in mid-June and starts again in like September, October? B team player usually are the core of the of the I don't know say of the summer preparation because you need youngsters to fill gaps because you you expecting new players and you have to make a, a space for new players to come and probably the club should have say to uh, Sorlis, Costi, Bagalianis, uh, okay, cut the season earlier, take your holidays from now and be there for the uh, the comeback of the team. And Carlo Giropoulos, I think he's going to play the Euro under-19 with Greece, so he won't right. be there anyway. Uh, and the centre-backs is a pending issue since a long time, probably since Manolas came and yeah. Socrates came. It wasn't at the same time, but I think the 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 the, the it all went uphill since Semedo had issues with the with the law, I should say. Yeah. And when Semedo got in trouble, we we never find someone like him, and oh. we put player on the lineup, out of the lineup, on the lineup, out of the lineup, and we need Socrates, Cisse, and Ba to leave. But at the same time, we need centre-backs to play. And yeah. I wouldn't sell Cissé and Ba until someone else came. I, I, look, I'm in agreement with you. I'm in agreement with you there. I'm just saying, based on the what we've been... If you look at the actions that have been taken by the club, if you hear some of the things that have been said, it just doesn't feel like they are staying. That's 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 how That's how I see it. If they do stay... Great, then maybe that solves a problem for you. But I, I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling that we're not going to see them in the red and white when the summer is ending. That's just my personal feeling on it. Um, Marcial, right. this this question by Fetano: Does this make the problem better or worse? Doy to the midfield, he says. It's a tough question because I I would like probably the player himself to respond to that, but. I think it would be more useful for the team as a midfielder, but he's established himself as a centre-back and I'm not sure he want to miss that opportunity to be an Olympiaco starter uh, saying like he does not want to play as a centre-back anymore because he could, he could even be a Greek international in the future right. while being a centre-back. So uh, it's kind of sorted out, but... I know it, it, it's really a difficult thing because we've seen like what happened to Andrusos, and I'm not really a fan of player that goes from one position to another, even if a, a defensive midfielder and a center back is not a, a change that is that big from being a midfielder to right back. Right. But, I'm, I'm not sure Endo, Endo will be a defensive fighter anymore. So I think I'm I expecting think him fair. to be one of the players from the 
I don't know the word in English, you know, the skeleton of the team, like the, right. the goalkeeper, yeah, Endoy, yeah. Uh, Wong, and maybe Fortunis, I don't know, and the center forward. Right. No, the, like the core. Yeah, the core. Yeah, I see what I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um, got a couple couple of comments, uh, more comments coming in here. This one from Nikos Galadas. The new players have to get their chance inside a well, a healthy, well-oiled machine. Can't throw players in there just for the sake of giving them chances. I think he's referring to the like the the prospects, not the tran- like the yeah, new transfers yeah. coming. And he's 100 right there. He is. He's 100 right. We would we we would need a preseason before the preseason. <laughs> exactly. Like exactly. The Lonies should have a preseason on themselves, playing friendlies, and then they can go to the first team uh, preseason. So, but so, it's insane when you think about it. Sometimes I, I wonder because. Uh, I'm a French football fan too. I'm a Marseille fan, and I want. It's not. We we do have like four or five Lonies that come back, including right. De La Fuente, and people get mad because it's they say, okay, five Lonies they didn't play uh, in their club. Uh, the club is 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 down, uh, we, but they have a chance to make it in the, into the first team. But at the same time, I'm saying I'm thinking about Olympiacos, like 15 players coming back. Different ages, different position. Yeah, uh, it's. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't like to be caught on at this time. Like, okay. Yeah. How do you tell? How do you tell players? There is no room for you. You need to live on alone again. Right. Uh, well, kind of bringing it back to what we were talking about before the questions and some of the tangents. We we already kind of figured. We we did a thought exercise about why center back defensive midfield and center forward are our our priorities so winger and fullback maybe why they are less disasters that need to be cleaned up than the other three scenarios is because we've got at least some workable personnel there you know Bututsi you already brought up maybe we see something in preseason maybe he has something to offer we know we have Masuras we uh Nagel, depending what happens uh it sounds like we from what has been reported during the year it sounds like he has he would prefer to stay in belgium is what it sounds like based on what's been reported in media what we know is that standard liege has no money they will not be bringing him back his old coach at bodo glint in norway that is norway right or is that denmark uh, it's norway yeah, I think it's Denmark now. Okay. Oh. Look, look, I, I, I had a brain fart. Anyway, his no, old it's Norway. coach. It's Norway. It is Norway. Okay. His his old coach is now at Bruges. So perhaps there's an inroad for him there. His loan technically doesn't end for a few more days. So maybe he checks in. Uh, he's been doing very well at left wing. So if it, let's assume he comes back. Maybe we have an option uh, we have another option there at wing. So right there between Masuras, between Zinkernago Butuzzi, you have a couple of options there, workable. Masuras is Masuras. We know that we know that uh, he's going to be around, regardless of what anybody says. He's going to be there, especially the type of coach that Martinez is, the, the work rate that he has, he's, he's going to be a part of the team. Then there's BL. 
So is BL going to be an option that we have on the wing or is it going to be something else? Because in the same article that was written in Dodeca about the priorities for signing, they also talked about how Cordon and Diego Martinez, well, Diego Martinez in particular, thinks BL is going to play a very, or wants BL to have a very important role within the team, a pivotal role. They don't outline exactly what that is. But if he's going to have an important role in the team and the coach believes he is, then that to me indicates that he's going to be an option maybe in his playing in his original position, not playing on the wing. What, what do you make of the, the BL situation with the fact that they report he's going to be very important under Martinez's system? I do believe it's a very good news because uh, I wasn't a big fan of BL this season. Probably right. I've said it uh, many times because I do believe he lacks a uh, handic product and maybe some character sometimes uh, to in big games, maybe like attitude, but otherwise, uh, first of all, he had uh, good uh, good numbers this season while playing out of position, and secondly, we paid big money for him. And uh, real improvement I'm expecting from Olympiakos is giving a player a second season to prove he can make it. Because yeah. you spent too I'm much. Not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not comparing Onyekuru to Beal, but. Right. I do. I'm pretty sure that Onyekuru, with a second season, would have been at least decent as a winger. And Biel is Spanish. Cordon and Martinez are Spanish too, so maybe the communication will be better. He has no players like James to steal right. his position, and the picture looks better for him to establish. Uh, himself with Olympiacos because we know, we know that it isn't a club like every other club in Europe. Maybe it takes time for players to settle, to be able to be good. Uh, not everyone can be good at Olympiacos since the yeah. very first day. So, uh, And he knows European games. He has He's still young at the same time, so he can improve. Uh, so... It's 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 the news we were expecting, like the way the club sings, uh, giving another chance for Biel, uh, putting him in the in the big, better condition, not signing someone just because he has a name, and it it gives me optimistic optimism. Yeah. Sorry, but at the same time, it's very versatile because the, we don't know what can happen during the the summer and. Especially with Olympiacos. But right. a Biel replaced at this position, it's already enough to beat Servet for me. Like with the, the team we had we have right now, Biel playing at his position. Uh, the question mark being the center forward, but apart of that, yeah. we're still a, a good team. Uh, comment coming in here from uh, Danis TSN. Hi, guys. I have a bad feeling that we won't get our main transfer targets by July 5th. From what I understand, Cordon doesn't like to rush things. Look, guys, we don't have we don't have early qualifiers right now. I, our qualifier doesn't begin until, what, second week of August, Martial? That's correct? Or is it first yes. week of August? I think it's second week of August. I thought it was second week of August. So it's not like the last couple of years we're playing qualifiers in July. We're we're not in a rush, and that that's a good thing. Don't don't feel 
don't get a bad feeling because it's not something to feel bad about. We have time to prepare. And right now, the way things are assembling for this rebuild is how we should want a club to be run. We took time. We found a sporting director, somebody that that is going to be putting the project together. The coaching situation, I think, probably took a little longer than we wanted. Maybe we didn't get the first target we wanted. But look, it's there. They seem to be on the same wavelength about things, too, and what they want. They came to the conclusion about what they wanted collectively. So right now, things are kind of going at least better than they were last year. So don't have yeah. a bad feeling about that. We have now time. We can get a nice preseason in. The The coach is going to see the coach, and, and, and Gordon, I'm sure, will be in his ear the whole time. They're going to see who and who will and won't fit the system. Right now, we know there's three priorities. Maybe afterwards there's more. Maybe there's less. We'll find that out. But we have time now. This is a good thing. It's We're not under the gun like we were before with Champions League yeah. qualifiers. So yeah. I don't think that's something that we should that we should, uh, we should worry about. Uh, Vageli Selidakis here. Masuras needs to be sold. Not happening, my friend. It's not happening. He's sticking around for a very long time. Uh, also, I think uh, apart from the players we could get, what will make a difference for me is the um, the way the team will be prepared physically. Because yeah. last summer, I'm still sure and I still believe that that it wasn't a matter of level. Yeah. Even if we made bad transfers, I do agree with that, but when I saw the team play from the stadium, like the team was probably very unprepared physically. Right. And the qualifiers, it's a, it's a matter of fitness anyway. If we do, if we arrive against Servet or Genk being well prepared, even with one, two or three signings max, we can make it. Like against Krasnodar under Martins, it was a matter of fitness. The team was ready. Obviously, it it was about quality too, but yeah, it was about the readiness of the team and like with players like Guerrero and stuff. But remember, El Arabi wasn't ready. He did not play as, as a starter at first. No, yeah, you're right. Compared Ooh. to last summer in which he started every game being yeah. unprepared and we saw the difference. He wasn't able to run. He wasn't able to press. He wasn't able to do anything. Yeah. And maybe taking more time with less players, prepares them well. Like even Masuras, because we're talking about Masuras, a well-prepared Masuras is still better than probably 60, 70% of the players we could face in a Europa League qualifiers. Can you name I... me a, a players from Maccabi Haifa apart from Piero? No one remembered them, but because no. they are not really better than Olympiakos player, but they were more ready by far, and we saw the difference. Yes, that's that is a, a very good point, Marcel, and I agree with you there, a hundred percent. We got a comment here also from uh, Christos Kodroyanis. The only thing I know is that we should keep Fortuny in the starting eleven at all costs. Well, Christo, this if uh, you guys checked out the. Um, the the tactics analysis we did on Diego Martinez. Look, I agree with you, man. I, I'm a huge Fortuny fanboy myself. I, I love I love that style of player, even though it's probably dying or it is all but dead, we can say, in the modern game, that that type of 10. 
I think that right now we don't have a lot of other creative options, unfortunately, that we can rely on. But don't be surprised if you see a cap on his value in the systems that Martinez play. I'm just putting that out there. Not, not that I don't like him. Not that I don't value him as a player. I'm just saying, don't be surprised if you see a little bit less value or a little bit less productivity in the performances of Costa Fortuny as a starter, at least, this season under Diego Martinez. And guys, we're going to get through a couple more comments, and then we're almost coming on an hour here. We're going to be closing up. Uh, not a super long show today, just something to to touch on with some of the stuff that was going on, at least during the week. But we wanted to touch on your uh, your comments at the very least. Uh, oh, no, thank you, my friend. I would start Adi in the midfield. I can't run for 90 minutes, but I would gladly play in the midfield. Um, Laki Gavalas, BL to be effective in his position needs to be at least three other players to storm in the box on a regular basis. And if we had these, we wouldn't need a BL. <laughs> Uh, you, um, Lackey, all, all I can say is, and I understand there, there's been this very like polarizing view of BL. You have people that see value because we didn't use him correctly. And the other people that say, because he didn't play well, even when he was given time in the position he played, that there's no value. You have to get rid of him. I think if we don't see a solid performance this year from BL, then we're never going to see it at this club. If there is a coach that can get the most out of BL, I think it is Diego Martinez. I don't know how he's going to do it because the systems we saw BL succeed in were false nine or behind the striker. And Diego Martinez plays a 4-2-3-1, so he does play with a guy behind the striker, which I could see, but he doesn't use a false nine. At least he didn't use a false nine anytime I watched, so... What, what do you what do you think, Marcial? Uh, it's a it's a big question because I'm pretty sure if we have an offer for BL that tops five million, maybe the, like the price we supposedly play, paid for him, I think is gone. But yeah. at the same time, uh, at the same time. Is probably one of the last offensive, uh, offensive uh, security we have in the team right now because right. the question mark exists about El Arabi, Valbuena is out, uh, James is out, Bakambo is out. So if you don't have BL in the better condition, you have basically no one until a striker came, come. So. I'm I'm not expecting anything about him. Like probably the sale will be Zinkanagel and not BL. Yeah. Because um, Zinkanagel does not really want to be here. I'm right. That that's how it seems at least. And we'll know more about that. Uh Zach V here taking exception to what I said about Costa. Come on, man. Since when is Fortunia type of 10 that is no longer needed in modern football? Come on. Um, Zach, if I, I, I don't think I said he's no longer needed. I just said what I meant to say was that he, that position, that, that type of player, that type of 10, it's getting phased out in modern football. I don't remember saying it's no longer needed. 
I thought I said that it's disappearing. That type of position. Whether you like it or not, it is. There's so much more being asked of these players now. They have to be able to play out wide. They have to be able to track back. They have to do a lot more. Modern football is changing. These type of tens that we loved, and Costa's one of them. And I, I, he's my he's my favorite player right now on the team. So I'm not saying I'm not saying this because I don't like him as a player. I'm just telling you this mold of player, that style that he is, which is a player that relies a lot more on his creativity and talent than other things. They don't survive as much in football now as they used to. That's a fact. It sucks because that's my favorite position and it's dying. Marcial, do I have that incorrect in, in your in your expert opinion as a real yeah. as a real football journalist? I kind of agree with what you say. And it reminds me, uh, Zidane was on, t on French TV today and he said he would struggle in modern football because he had a physical uh, weakness on his game. Right. And he's saying like 2033 football is very, uh, I don't know to say that, but it does not have the package in terms of physics because he had trouble to... Uh, recover and stuff and about Fortunis uh, I'm mixed because I'm not expecting him to be the starter of the team the leader right but he has a lot of a lot to offer and he has more to offer than being a super sub like Valbuena was last season yeah he's a look he, in 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 a previous like we, 10 years ago we can even say right Costas Fortunis is a player you could have he's the mold of a player you could have built a team around, right? And it, you would have had a lot of success then, that type of player. But that doesn't work now. You don't build teams around one player anymore. You don't build teams around one creative player. You have to build the team. We've talked about this before. So the and, – and aside from the fact that he's also getting a little bit older, I also don't see that him being a regular day-in, day-in starter for the team this year. I think he's going to be like the super sub. Do you remember in Martins' third year after Costa came back, I think it was his first ACL injury, and he was being used as like a super sub and having great success? Then I kind of see that being a, a like a similar context for how he plays this year. Um. I hope I hope he has an important role with the team because he's like I said he's my favorite player, but you know I I, I I've been seeing the more tape I watch on Martinez the more I kind of see the writing on the wall for a player like like Cosas Fortuny. Um, Marcial, we're a little over an hour here. Uh, I think we've um, I think we've seen or I think we've talked about kind of everything we wanted to talk about here. Anything like else to, you wanted to, to say before we start to wrap things up? Yeah, uh, I'm kind of sad because no one talks about Valbuena. We don't know what will happen to him, but he's most likely leaving. And I don't think he was deserving to leave like that. I do know he has a, he had greetings when he came off during his last game in Karajkakis. Yeah. But I think he probably deserved... Uh, he probably deserved what Marcelo had when he came to sign for Olympiacos. Yeah. If someone in this club deserves a full Kakis for something that is not a game, it's Valbuena because it's a small part of a very small part of Olympiacos that is leaving the club. 
And yeah. I hope you will have, I don't know, like when Valverde came back with Barcelona, Barcelona to play Champions League, like it was, it was kind of a magic moment. So I hope Valverde will have something like that because he deserves it both as a human being and as a player. Yeah, I agree with you there. I agree with you there 100%. And then Vageli bringing up the uh, referencing when I talked about Costa as the super sub when Fortuna Valbuena alongside El Arabi saved Martins' career. Yes, I do remember that. That's what I was referencing. And uh, something I, uh, and then the treatment of Fortuna after that was something I still won't forgive Martins for, but whatever, we're not going to get into that. Anyway, uh, Martial, anything else before we before we go ahead and wrap up? Um, no, I think we, we did spoke about everything. Well, boys and girls, if you haven't done so already, don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button. Like, subscribe. Any engagement you do helps us in the algorithm attract more red and white fans. It helps us find more. It helps us pull more in and it helps us grow this community. The final results of the poll. What do you guys think we need the most right now? Regardless of what we've heard, regardless of what you've seen as a priority, 41% of you that voted said that a fullback slash center back is what we needed the most. Sorry, I'm only allowed to do four positions, so I had to consolidate fullback and center back there. So fullback center back was seen as the most necessary position to make a signing for first, followed by 33% of you said center forward. And then 18% with defensive midfielder. And only 8% thought winger was our most pressing. So maybe that's why winger isn't a priority because they think just like we and the fans do that there are other fires that need to be put out first. More specifically, center back and forward. So there you guys have it. Uh, thank you. Thank you all again for tuning in. This is Gate 7 International by the fans for the fans. Marcial, thank you so much again for joining. I know it's late for you up there in the lovely, lovely country of France. Marcial <laughs> out there enjoying his croissants and baguettes all day, every day. Well, anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. This is Gate 7 International, and we will see you all next time. Bye-bye.